Welcome, everybody, and welcome to Pray the Truth. I'm your host, Rod LaSalle, and today we're going to be talking about the world's view of the coronavirus, COVID-19. And then we're going to discuss how God views this problem and what the Word says about it. Also, at the end of the broadcast, I will give you resources for some spiritual help, a couple of ministries you can check out, and a number of books. Let's get started with verses, as in Bible verses, versus the virus. What is the world saying about the coronavirus? We'll start with Washington Post. Over the last week and a half, I've got two headlines. Coronavirus adds peril to already at risk. Quote, if I get this stuff, it's going to kill me, unquote. Next, it says, Dow capped the worst first quarter of its 135-year history by sliding more than 400 points. The New York Times. First headline is, Reality sets in that younger people can get coronavirus too. Next headline, Grim models project high U.S. toll in a months-long crisis. And the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal analysis shows some communities likely won't have enough beds available for the sickest. Quote, RERs are full, unquote. And then last, the Chicago Sun-Times. Quote, Dear God, stay home, Lightfoot says after closing Lakefront Trail, 606. And then another headline from the Chicago Sun-Times. For downstate Illinois, coronavirus crisis, quote, is going to devastate families. just said that the next two weeks, today is April 1st, incidentally, President Trump says that the next two weeks are going to be rough. And judging by the headlines that we've just heard, the world is in trouble. And we can't really ignore the current situation. We have to deal with it, but it's how we deal with it that's important. If you look at the headlines that we've just read, they are actually prophesying bad things. If I get this stuff, it's going to kill me. I mean, that is a prophecy. It's basically saying that you're on your own, that you need to fend for yourself. And they're substantiating bad things. One of them talks about models projecting high death tolls and the fact that things are not going to change. They're telling us that the hospitals are full. There's absolutely no hope in those headlines. Now let's talk about hope for a second. I'm not talking about the world's hope. I'm talking about God's hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The Bible's hope is a different matter. The Bible's hope gives not only hope, but it provides answers. It brings about health. It brings about answered prayer. That being said, 
we need to go back and look at the issues that are before us, the things that we are confronted by. We are dealing with a plague, and it is a crisis. We're dealing with health issues for various segments of our society. There's fear for all ages, anxiety brought about by finding some sort of security and a safe haven. And there are just needs in general, being able to eat, being able to stay in your home safely. The world would rely on their own ingenuity to solve these problems. And frankly, has been proven over time and throughout history that people aren't very good at solving problems without God. So what we're saying here is that we need to turn to God. And how do we turn to God? We turn to the Word of God. Let's start with plague. And let's start with Psalm 91.10. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. And then let's talk about health. Psalm 107.20. He sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. What about fear? Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Anxiety. 1 Peter 5.7. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. And needs. Philippian, Philippians 4.19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. What makes us different? Christ makes us different. When we were born again, we were created new beings. We were, our spirits were the spirit of Christ. We are held in place by the Lord Jesus Christ. We are in him, in his body. Now, here's a good point to where I would digress for one second and say that God did not cause this plague. We have an enemy, and the enemy has caused this problem. The Lord said that we would be in tribulation from time to time, that things would happen. And while Jesus walked the earth, he had tribulations and had to deal with circumstances that he was presented with. We're no different. We are the body of Christ. He is the head seated at the right hand of God. So we are going to confront the enemy, and the enemy is going to present situations. This is one of them. So how did Jesus combat the situation? He used the word of God. If you remember the temptations where he was tempted by the devil, and he fought the devil using his word. And since we are his body, we do the same thing. Now, we do not confess the word or words of the world quote, if I get this, it's going to kill me, unquote. That is from the world. We look to the word of God and the promises God has made. And they're not just words on a page. This is the living word of God. Now, this takes some practice to renew your mind by reading the word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As you read the word more and more, you start to understand the depth of the promises that were made. And let's start with Psalm 91 again, 91.10 in the New King James Version. 
no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. It means exactly what it says. No evil shall befall you. Meaning that if you use, believe, have faith in the promises of God, that he becomes your protection. And when he says, no, no, um, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, same thing. It's not just wishful thinking. It's a promise. Regarding health and Psalm 107.20 in the RSV, he sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from destruction. Again, exactly what it says. And it's our job to study and show ourselves approved and develop our faith to where we see the concrete message that's being conveyed. He sent forth his word, and that's exactly what we're doing right now. We're quoting the scripture, and he healed them and delivered them. Isaiah 41.10 ESV, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Again, a promise. You believe that. You'll not fear because you know whose you are. Anxiety, similar. 1 Peter 5.17 of the NLT, give your worries and cares to God for he cares for you. Simple but profound. And any needs you have, Philippians 4.19 ESV, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. In other words, summing it up, he will supply every need. But we have to believe that he will supply every need. Now let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to pray, to be with you. We thank you for all you've done, all you've done through the Lord Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection that made us, made us part of the body of Christ and with a purpose, the purpose of Christ, that we might minister, that we might call those that aren't saved to you Father, no evil shall befall us. No plague shall come near our dwelling because you've made the promise and we receive it. You sent forth your word and you healed them and you delivered them from destruction. Lord, you do that now for the country, our country and the world. You, your word goes forth and heals us and heals our country and delivers us and our country from destruction. We don't fear, Lord. We're not, in, we're not dismayed, for you are our God. We are strengthened. You help us, you uphold us with your righteous right hand. Lord, we give all of our concerns and worries and cares to you because you care for us. And Father, you supply all our need everything that we would ever need according to the riches that you have in glory and in Jesus Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for an opportunity to pray. Thank you that we live in a free country. Thank you that you have chosen us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for this time together. It's been a great time. I hope to see you next time with a new show. 
And as promised, I wanted to give you some helpful information. First three books that you might be interested in. First one is 90 Days to Possessing Your Healing by Kenan Bridges. Um, the title is uh, sounds more like a dieting book, but let me tell you, Kenan has some of the best prayers on healing that I've read. It's a great book. The next book is God's Promises for Your Every Need. It's in uses uh, verses from the New King James Version. It's by Jack Countryman. And the last book is for Peace Officers, Promises for Peace Officers by Judy LaSalle. And Judy is my wife. I think you'll enjoy all three. Please take a look. Now, two ministries. Bethel TV, that's Bethel.TV, Pastor Bill Johnson from Redding, California. Great pastor. I think you'll enjoy listening and watching him. Watching him. And then Pastor Robert, that's Pastor Robert Morris Ministries, another great Texas minister. And again, I believe you'll enjoy him also. If you don't know the Lord, I ask you to please take this opportunity and ask him into your heart. Believe in him. Ask him for forgiveness of your sins. Invite in the Holy Spirit of God to be a part of you. And... Uh, we just thank you. Next time, uh, new stories, new items, and new prayers. God bless.